Welcome to the Modern Legacies Podcast. I'm Bob DePasquale, founder of Initiate Impact, where we provide modern financial management for purpose-driven families. And on the Modern Legacies Podcast, we love celebrating today's purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Stick around to the end of the show, and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome, Rich LeBron, to Modern Legacies. How are you today, my friend? I am doing great, and thank you for having me on your show. I look forward to spending time with you. Awesome. Well, Rich is a franchise investment advisor. I teach you how to build wealth and protect your investments through franchise investing. Rich, I used to be an avid follower or maybe patron of numerous franchises, in my life. And I don't think I ever understood what the franchise business model is. So I'm excited to kind of dive into that with you a little bit. Um, but maybe you could tell me a little yeah. bit about the work you do and the type of people that you work with. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking. Uh, yes, it's a wonderful industry. But uh, just a real brief thing, I was in commercial real estate from pretty much my entire career of 30 years. And at 60 years old, I found myself in the market, we sold, uh, we had the largest client in the company it was a billion dollar client. They sold all their U.S. real estate and moved back to Australia, so I had to reinvent myself. So I kind of dived into this industry. I always knew the industry from franchise companies being my tenant, but never understood the business model. So I dived into this industry, which is, I think, America's best kept secret. Uh, you know, there's 3,500 brands, employs 9 million people, 3% gross national product, 900,000 jobs. And I'm sorry, 900,000 franchise owners out there. So it's you mentioned um, of the business model. It's not a it's not a fad or a trend. It's strictly a business model. And so what we do is we help people who want to own their own business, and we help them navigate this because a lot of people think, well, I like to bake, so I can buy a bakery. That's not necessarily the right way to go about building wealth. So there's actually a strategic component, and. Uh, our clients are generally 45 to 65. Uh, we have outliers. We have, I'm talking with a young lady who's 37 who built a nice net worth for herself. And she wants to now, she's a single mom, wants to own her own business. And then we have people who are 75 years old who just never want to stop working. But generally speaking, <laughs> generally speaking it's 45 to 65. And we take them on a journey. It's about four months long on average. And it takes about, you know, three to five hours a week. Take the same type of scrutiny as you're looking at any serious investment. And so, uh, uh, we take them on a complete journey. At the end, uh, we get a chance to put opportunities on their desk to say uh, go or no go. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I'm sure, I'm assuming you have a huge network of franchise organizations and people and opportunities for people that you serve. Yeah, there's there's thought, you know, again there's 3,500 brands. They're not they're not all good, by the way, and some are. So <laughs> some of those fall off. And, uh, and some are very expensive and those fall off. You know, they're just really made for corporations to buy them. Like uh, McDonald's today, generally too expensive for the average consumer. So what corporations buy that, it's more of an annuity. So yeah, but in the middle sector there, uh, we have hundreds of brands. Uh, we're not married to any particular one. Every, every person, every client has a different reason for buying a business. You know, some want to just enhance their income, some want to replace their income, some want to divert diversify their portfolio, and some are out of work and they need to buy a job. So there's a lot of reasons to buy a franchise and then we kind of match them up. Interesting. I, I mentioned I, I used to be a patron of, of many franchises 
now I, I don't find myself shopping and dining at franchises uh, too much as much as I used to, especially during the pandemic. I feel like I'm stuck in my home. Um, but I, I did do, you know, I did some research recently on different types of franchises. And I guess you don't even think about it when you're just the normal consumer. Um, but I, I knew someone who is a mobile drug testing franchisee and mm-hmm. we basically collected urine and blood for drugs, uh, for drug tests. And then right. I know someone who, uh, I don't, they were a franchisee of a, like a vending machine yeah. company. I didn't even know you could do that either. I guess, I guess it never occurred to me that someone's got to make money from the 25 cents or well now $2 that I'm putting in the vending machine. <laughs> so I, I would imagine there's just an incredible variety of different types of businesses out there. You know, it's interesting. Most people default to food. It's just like, you know, you've been to your local pizza place, hamburger place, and that's what most people think of. Yeah. Uh, But there's sports and fitness, there's food, there's a lot of medical brands, there's service brands, home improvement sector uh, had its best year in 2020. It exploded. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's um, bending. I mean, people don't realize as they're shopping, you know, what service they're getting, if it's franchised or not. Like, for example, a lot of people go, well, Starbucks is franchised. I go, it's not. It was, it, was a, it was a decision in their boardroom not to become a franchise. They wanted to control their destiny and use their own money and have employees. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a success story. And then the boardroom uh, company like, I don't know, Dunkin' Donuts does make a difference. They decided that, you know, using, you know, getting your money and my money is better. We get you know, skin in the game, better than an employee. Uh, we get to increase our pace of distribution. We got to give up some control. So we need a certain type of person uh, but it's strictly a business decision in a boardroom. And, uh, but people don't realize how many things we got from accounting, payroll, executive coaching. Uh, it's amazing how many things are franchised. Yeah. There's just, there's so many things that you don't even think about And You're right. You go right to food. I think the first thing, if I was going to buy a franchise, I think I'd want to buy a golden corral franchise. And <laughs> so I can get the chocolate fountain every day. <laughs> Although I might get sick of it. That's not, and my wife probably would, would look would frown upon me anyway. There you go. <laughs> So, okay. So you were in commercial real estate. Uh, I, I could see, well, first of all, that must've been crazy when that Australian client of yours just sold everything and left that I mean, that was like an overnight type of thing almost. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, uh, they bought and they bought in 2006, five, six, seven. So the peak of the market. Oh yeah. Uh, and then the market collapsed and, uh, and then for the next gosh, eight years, we had to unwind that whole they spent a billion, a billion dollars in the U.S., so we had to un- unwind that. Wow! Uh, it took about eight years to get out of that portfolio, but then they were done. They were they didn't have that much fun over here. <laughs> they yes. went back. They're a hundred pound gorilla over in Australia. Over here, they're kind of small fish in a big pond. Yeah. But they took their money, and went back home. Gotcha. Well, anyway, so but that that required a transition. But I would imagine a lot of the experience managing a portfolio like that. I mean, that you probably learned a lot of lessons that are helpful in the work that you do now too, though. It is. It, it definitely is. I mean, in fact, I'm in the process of writing a, a book. I wrote one book called What's My Next Move, which just talks about how to transition, do this transitional thinking of your next chapter in life. But the next book is more uh, more of an application of the real estate side. You buy a mm-hmm. franchise, restaurant, sports and fitness, automotive. Uh, what are the questions you should be asking? So when you get into real estate, Okay, that you're making the right decision for that particular business. And most people don't know how to do that. 
Yeah, yeah, interesting. So what type of people are coming to you? I mean, you described that mostly the age group, but do people come to you uh, having an idea of what they want to like a desire in a specific sector or, or are they just like, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing. Just kind of give me some ideas. Uh, a certain percentage have an, an idea. They have a, a hobby or a passion or something or a skill set that they're interested in. They want to see if we can further that. Mm-hmm. I always tell people that's great. Let's just let's we'll look at those. Those are obvious. We'll look at those, but you know, let the process take on its course because you may be surprised where you end up. I had one uh, couple out of Atlanta. You know, she was she was a personal trainer, wanted to buy a fitness brand, which made sense for her. When after the journey, they bought uh, three automotive automobile refurbishing companies mm-hmm. and uh, ended up so far off where they started. She still does personal training as a hobby. Uh, so we, especially when you talk about legacy, uh, Bob, what I love about what I do is I'm 68. I, I, was, I had to reinvent myself at 60. Um, and I really found out that, you know, 100 years ago, 95% of people were entrepreneurs, but they were farmers. Okay? Yeah. So you just, you just became one. And then the industrial revolution came and pretty soon people started working for corporate America. And hundred years later, you know, the number switched, you know, 5% of people are entrepreneurs and 95% of people are work for corporate America, but that entrepreneur spirits within us. And mm-hmm. so my clients really, some, some are just like, I mean, they're senior executives, Bob, they're just lost. You know, I'm 55 years old. I'm, I'm running a big company. I'm trying to get, you know, I want to retire. I need a legacy. I want to reason for my kids. I want to make a difference in this world. And, uh, and so I got I have to brush off that entrepreneur spirit and remind them that, that, <laughs> yeah. that they're, they're, they're successful in their company, right? They got hundred, 500 employees. Why? And they go, why? You know, they go, well, you're really betting on yourself now. Why wouldn't you be successful taking that same skill set over here? To this type of business and just do the same thing just for yourself so uh, a lot of coaching a lot of coaching going on a lot of uncertainty you'd be surprised at the level of people that have really uncertainty about betting on themselves but yet they're rock stars in corporate america mm-hmm. uh, so and different purposes you know? yeah it is very interesting it's a lot of fun yeah I, I would imagine you're dealing with some some really intelligent high achieving people but they have a little bit of you know, they don't have that experience and they're kind of going out on their own. They're, they're kind of entrepreneurs, if you will, but they have this yeah. entrepreneurial spirit that they've been indirectly maybe, you know, attracting a little bit as they work, but then they make that transition. So I, I the reason why I had to ask that original question is because I, like for me, now that I'm in this entrepreneurial world myself, I guess I feel like I would be drawn by a specific topic or subject or sector, I'd say, you know, like the, like the fitness person, for example, which is interesting, by the way, that you told me that they ended up in a completely different world. But for me, I feel like I would be attracted by a specific thing. And then I would say, oh, the way I can get into that is by, fran- you know, being a franchisee, then I would attract you. But what you're saying is there's people who've been working in corporate America and they just either want out, they're retired, golden parachute, whatever it is. And now they're like, well, what am I gonna do with myself? Wouldn't it be cool to own my own business? Could be any sector. Awesome. That that that's really fascinating stuff. So you you talked a little bit of you mentioned legacy, and I think if you own a franchise, I think you can leave quite a legacy for your family potentially. Um, but what about what about the modern aspect of it? Um, do you find people that are are looking to get into because this is what we're talking about here on modern legacies, right? And it's a little bit of a play on words, right? When we think legacy, we think of something in the past or it's something that's been around for years. But when we talk about modernity, we believe at Initiate Impact that 
that's something that can be applied with knowledge from the past, but to use that knowledge to, to move things forward, to be you know, technologically advanced, to be in areas or sectors of business that are gonna change the world in the future and leave that legacy. So are there any specific sectors or things or businesses, franchisees that you know that kind of fit that description? Yeah, I can answer it in two, two ways. Uh, one is, I'm just going to say, in every particular franchise, just like corporate America, there's top performers, average performers, and below average performers. Because the franchise is, is, is a business in a box. It comes to you. You buy a McDonald's, it's here, it's nice, nicely wrapped up, and you open up your store, and there you are, right? Yeah. But how you be, what you do with the store is, to, is why you become a top performer. And a lot of times that has to do with bringing the social cause, especially with a lot of younger folks, this whole business about social cause in corporate America is a big deal today. Mm-hmm. And so they can be in their community. They could be hitting a certain, you know, kids at risk, or I sold a franchise to a lady and her cause that she wanted to bring women into the technology world. Uh, I was on a call with a senior executive uh, from the East Coast, and he's all about building business in urban markets and helping them build you know, a legacy for themselves. So, so, so you can you can take your desire and passion about building a legacy and implant it on top of the franchise. And then the other side of the equation, a lot of times franchises, because they've caught on to this social cause, they've created their own. And they may support a certain um, demographic or certain cause out in the marketplace. And you can kind of get behind that and support it as well. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. Because it's interesting you the, the way you worded it or, or the, just that whole concept that high performing business people are thinking a little bit differently. They're thinking more socially conscious right now. And mm-hmm. what I found in our work is that we're working with an, an older generation that's trying to transition their values. And the younger generation has plenty of values. It's just they might be applying them in a little bit different way. So we're having these conversations about social causes. And it's really, really interesting. Um, it's it's inspiring in some cases, but it's also tough work because we're trying to communicate uh, across generational lines to help people leave, to continue to leave a, a legacy. And the modern way of doing that, if you will, is potentially through some of these social causes. Really, really interesting stuff. Um, what's the best way uh, for someone to learn about? I mean, I'm sure they can contact you and they can check your books out, but what's the best way for someone who just says, you know what, I'm really curious and what it takes to be a franchisee. Are there any like major resources that you can point people to? Well, there's a book out there called The Franchise MBA and uh, it's written by Nick Neonakis. It's a great starter book. Um, I would couple that with a book called E-Myth by uh, Michael Gerber, who's, who wrote that 30 years ago for anybody who wants to be in business. I'd, I'd say read those two. One will give you the business, being a business owner perspective and then The Franchise MBA will give you the perspective on how to navigate that industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the end, obviously, that's what we do. We help, we, when we're all done, we always say, when you're done, we're going to give you an MBA approach to this uh, journey. Because you remember, I'm dealing, I'm dealing with, you know, smart, sophisticated people, no matter what age they are, by the way. You know, this 37-year-old lady, she's well accomplished, very smart on her toes. You know, she's done well for herself. And she wants, she's, I got to talk to her like that. And yet she's very socially conscious minded. She goes, I want to make a difference. That's really important for me, Rich. When you find brands, I got to do that. Either brand or you got to help me create this vision that I could take this business, which ends up being an economic engine 
behind her desire to make a legacy and difference in the world for, and for her kids. She has two kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's safe to say that she's a good example, if you will, of that mindset of what that millennials and younger are thinking these days. Yeah, I love the millennials coming in. I mean, I really believe, see, I was 60 when I had to tap in and dust off that entrepreneurial spirit, okay? Um, I love to catch the people in their 30s, you know, and, uh, and say, you know what? You, corporate America is for people. Obviously, if everybody worked for themselves, nobody would nobody'd have employees, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So not everybody can own their own company. But I love to build that spirit within the millennials and, and the fact that they're driven, they have good desire to build relationship and they're very socially caused, they're socially minded. They're great candidates. The only thing they're lacking, generally speaking, sometimes maybe a little bit of experience. We can get around that, uh, but it's really, it's really if they have the capital. That's that's. And sometimes they partner up with family members and friends, or or put their own little group together and buy something. So millennials mm. are are very much interested in this idea. Yeah, absolutely. I like how you brought up the family idea too. I, I noticed on on your website there, you can you have a couple of different websites. But one of them, rlebrun.com, if if you're listening and you want to check it out. But it looks like you have some family members uh, as part of your team as well. What's it like working with the family? Well, you know, my wife. This is what this is actually. You know, when we um, when we work with our clients to help them buy a business, we ask this question: What do you want the business to do for you? Okay, you know, it's not just baking cakes. It's what do you want to do for you? Well, when we went through it ourselves, part of it is I wanted to work with my wife. Okay, and so two years ago she quit her job and she's come over here to work with me. And, and our son worked with us. And now my son actually now, uh, we just bought a franchise together and he's out now running his franchise. So uh, cool. it's, it's fun to bring it into the family and it's fun to uh, you know, allow him to be an entrepreneur and, and see, he did this side of the business. He understands all the principles of it. So it's been, it's been great. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I don't know if I could work with my wife. She's a kindergarten teacher, um, but that's probably why she Not everybody. Yeah. she's got, she's got, the, she's got enough patience to work with me, to be honest with you, uh, being in that profession. So, no, that's great. It's good to hear. So, yeah, go to rlebron.com. You can also go to the franchise uh, consultingcompany.com and you can find out more information um, about what, what Rich is doing. Rich, is there any, any other places that I should point people to? Um, well, that's probably the best way. Or you can obviously they can call me 847 912 4310. They can call or text. Um, if they just want to learn, spend 15 minutes on the phone. You know, by the way, on my fee, I'm, my services are paid by the franchise company. So there is no risk to, to your audience who gets on the phone. I can't sell them anything. I can just be a good coach and guide them through the journey. Oh, awesome. That's a, that, that's a great point to make. Uh, so, the, so the business model is you're compensated by the franchise companies um, to consult. Yeah, people. Awesome. it makes no difference if they buy a $50,000 franchise or a million. We're not paid that way. So we have a lot of freedom to really be care. Uh, to take care of our clients in the right way. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, rlebrun.com, the franchise consulting company.com. Rich, the, what are the names of your, your, you said you have another, a second book coming out to you and another one? Well, I haven't, I had the first of the book is called What's My Next Move? So that's really about people in transitional thinking. And it takes you through the steps to really process it. Um, there's, a, there's actually steps to go through to really assess in the, and the second one, I don't have a name yet for the book yet. It's, it's going to be a book on real estate for people in the franchise industry. I'm, still, I'm in the middle of it, so I got haven't come up with the final name yet. Gotcha. Well, we'll be looking out for that. 
everyone. Uh, Rich LeBron, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thanks for all the knowledge and um, we wish you the best. Well, thanks what you do and thanks for standing for something that's really important that's building legacies and, and families. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Hey, it's Bob DePasquale again of Initiate Impact. I wanted to thank you for listening to the Modern Legacies podcast. If you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur and you want to be on the show, please visit our site at initiateimpact.com slash apply, and we want to get you on the show. And if you got something out of the interview, would you share it out on the socials? We really want to spread our message to as many people as possible. And if you just take a quick screenshot or you send out a message to a friend of yours with the hashtag Modern Legacies, we would really appreciate it. Now, we're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss anything, you can subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews also will do a lot to help us spread the great message. If you want to know more, go to our website, initiateimpact.com, or you can check us out on LinkedIn. We have a Facebook page, Instagram, and even Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.